Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two pickup trucks making love. American up auto thoughts and deceptive clowns you're listening to prime cuts a non-linear history of the transformers franchise on television i'm one of your hosts audrey i'm your other host nero and happy, uh happy pride everyone happy pride Knockout everyone daddy uh big bussy just landed we are getting both the introduction of knockout and breakdown and the arachnid episode in june yeah i mean gay rights <laughs> So it turns is... out that the requirement of being the Decepticon is not being evil, but being gay. Yes, that you know, I'm that makes me wonder some things about Soundwave, but he is a very he's a very private fellow. Or I mean, I mean, a member of the LGBT community. Soundwave's obviously ace. That's true. So yeah, this week uh, we have some new Decepticon characters who survive. Their first episodes. What a, what a concept. Uh, a new guy who doesn't die immediately. Yeah, we have finally broken our streak of recording episodes of named characters dying every uh, every episode we record. Not even that many Viacons die in these episodes. Only one of them. Only one of them gets the suck from, uh, from our old pal Starscream there. Oh, yeah. So, pretty oh, good yeah. week to be a Viacon, all things considered. Um, because there, there are there are good weeks and there are very bad weeks to be a Viacon. Yeah, and uh, the Indiana Jones week is a bad one. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah. The first episode we have tonight is episode ten, which is Deus Deus Ex Machina. Yes. So we start off and immediately, all caps, first note, they put people in this classroom. <laughs> We start yeah, with Nico true. in detention. Now, to be fair, one of the people is a is a model we've already seen. She's Sierra's friend. And the other person is covered up with a newspaper. But we're finally getting human characters who show up and, and do stuff now. We get a bunch they, a bunch yes. in both of these episodes. That's right. So, uh, but Nico's in detention. She didn't finish her history project, which is about uh, Greece, I think. Otherwise, Bulkhead makes some weird assumptions. Pretty sure yeah. it's about Yeah, it might be about, like, general ancient civilizations, and, like... She chose Greece. She chose Greece, but, yeah. Um, yeah, so she ditches her detention, and Bulkhead's like, Miko, no, stop. You're going to ruin your education. And he's like, don't you want to get to Kalegi? Don't you want to go to <laughs> Universe? <laughs> and and I love this concept that because higher education exists on Cybertron, yes. so this is not this is not a human concept. Bulkhead just doesn't know what college is. <laughs> well, later he says he he was a construction worker before the war, so I guess he he never went to Kalegi. But he doesn't even know what it is, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> I choose to believe Wheeljack also does not know what college is. Just, just no idea. He do- he does, but only military academy. That's right. That's what he thinks college yeah. is. Yeah, Col- college is where you gotta get get yell at a bunch and get a nice uniform. Yeah, he goes to West Point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I like this angle of bulkhead like shifting into dad mode here, where he's like, okay, so. Your your parents are far away in Japan. Your host parents are too intimidated by your by your tood to to get you to do anything. I've got to be the one to to gently guide you towards a better future. And Miko just is not having it. Yeah, she's she's uninterested. She's like, don't care about my better future. Want a better present? Let's let's bail. <laughs> so yeah, they bail out of detention. Um, and, and right when they get back to base here, Ratchet has picked up, uh, an Energon pulse in some ancient Greek ruins. How about that? The way it is delivered is like, this information is delivered. It's like, yes, we have found this. And, and Optimus is explaining it. And he's like, in a nation called, and then pauses for a dramatic effect, 
Greece. <laughs> and Balkan's like, ooh, field trip time. Come on, Mika, let's go. Uh, I just love the idea of Greece being this exotic. Yeah. Greece. Greece. In a in a land called Ohio. Um anyway, have y'all played uh, Assassin's Creed? I've played a little bit of it. Because this is the literal plot of Assassin's Creed. Oh, yes. That's the literal apple. So the Oh, it's liter- even more literal than you know. Do you know about the deep lore in the Covenant of Primus about the Greek gods? We'll uh, get there. Oh, yeah. Weren't they the original primes? They are literally the primes. Yeah, who they're were, the who original were, who, primes. Yeah. They are the primes OCs, and they were having fun little games on Earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so this is literally the plot of the Assassin games, or at least the first yep. three, um, which are the ones I played. Um, and so it's literally the apple from, it's, there. there's like a statue that has this gold orb, like literally the apple of Eden. Now before we get to all of this ancient alien stuff, we have to get to, we cut up to the nemesis. Because Starscream has called in an expert to help with Megatron's recovery. And we have talked about him quite a lot, I feel. He's come up a fair amount here uh, on this show. Because Knockout... Is here, he's queer, and he's not medically licensed. And immediately, Starscream is homophobic, which I think is very funny. (laughs) So he... it's, knockout it's walks MLM in. hostility. Yes, he knockout walks in and Starscream goes, "Oh right, I forgot. Yes, I forgot. You're one of those." Referring to a Decepticon that turns into a car instead of a plane. Yeah. <laughs> Microaggression immediately upon walking in the door. So knockout now, okay. You need to if you aren't watching the show for whatever reason, you should definitely be watching this one. You should at least go to YouTube right now and just look up Knockout. Like, look up this first scene. Because the voice Darren Norris, who is, of course, most well-known to our generation probably for playing Timmy's dad on Fairly Odd Parents, um, the voice he has going here for Knockout is quite something. I mean, it's it's camp. It is the campiest is, thing you ever heard. That is like like and and Starscream and and Knockout are so funny together because they're like two sides of the camp spectrum, and they hate each other so much. They despise each other. Like all they they immediately like Knockout walks in the door and immediately they're just being catty to each other. While I, I presume what is happening in the corner is that. Uh, Soundwave is watching all this and then just sort of projects the a photo of that dog onto his fucking screen face. No, actually, I think I actually don't think they hate each other. I think that they actually have some real genuine fondness for each other, yes. which is the only reason Knockout gets to get away with some of the shit oh, he yeah. gets away with, and the only reason why he doesn't also mutiny against uh, Starscream at uh, at at any point. Um, they like the drama. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, they're, uh, you know, they're heckling Muppets from a balcony together. Um. So Knockout is technically the Decepticon medical officer. He is a little bit less uh, good at it than Ratchet, but well, he can get the job that's done. That's not fair. So uh, he describes it very well. He's very good at what he does it's just that what he does happens to be more disassembling people than putting them back together oh he's the decepticon torture officer that's why he's got that drill in his hand no literally so literally that's that's what he shows off when he says this so he walks into the room and he's like yeah okay where's lord megatron and starscream shows him lord megatron and knockout just looks at the huge hole in his chest and looks at starscream and is like i think he's dead (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and Starscream's like he's not, but we but we do be wishing. Um, and uh, Knockout just looks at Starscream and says, "Like with all due response." So his name for uh, Starscream is Hair Commandant, which is very funny. Um, but so he goes, "Listen, Hair Commandant," and, and Starscream's like, "It's Lord," and he's like, mm, 
long as Megatron still has a, a spark pulse. Is it, though? Uh, but he's like, I I don't know what you want me to do. And Starship's like, you're a medic. Do your job. And he pulls out his drill and starts rolling it. He's like, I have like a pretty good command over anatomy, but my skills are much more used in taking people apart than putting them together. Yeah. Uh, and he, he mentions, you know, all of this later, he mentions all of this would be much easier with my partner here, which. No, his, makes his me, lab assistant, if his, his assistant, assistant was here, which is, he's like, yeah, my husband were here. What? Maybe I'd I be able really, to get something done. Which really makes me wonder, like, is Breakdown secretly a medical genius? Yeah, he's it's, like a spinister. It's like, yeah, it's like I was about to say he's like it's like Spinister, the world's dumbest man who is a savant at neurosurgery. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love Spinister. Scavengers are so fucking good. So we we cut over to the ancient Greek thing, the the Greek ruins here, where Bulkhead's like, "All right, I am going to go look for this uh, Energon vein that Raja mentioned. You, Miko, are going to study." And she's like, "Man, I hate this." Um, and he quickly pu- puts together, like, okay, well, obviously what happened here, this is an archaeological dig, and humans stumbled upon some energon. They probably don't even know what it is. But then he sees a picture on a wall. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Yeah, I, I forgot that this was where we first see the apple. <laughs> yeah. So My there's, bad. There's a, there's a Greek god with a big orb, and Bulkhead's immediately like, hey, that orb looks fucking Cybertronian. With the, <laughs> with the Apple of Eden copyright Ubisoft 2004 TM. Yeah. So this this is when we cut up to the Nemesis again, where uh, Naka's like, I sure do, you know, this will all be a lot easier with my lab assistant here. And Starstream's like, yeah, where the fuck is Breakdown anyway? I thought you guys were like joined at the hip. And uh, Naka's like, oh, he uh, went to investigate some Energon signals over in Greece. Cut over to Greece. Breakdown is here. Uh, Breakdown, let's see, who is he voiced by? I believe it is a Baldwin of some variety. Adam Baldwin, who is the one who is not related to any of the Baldwin brothers. That's right. So not a Baldwin, really, no, <laughs> of any a, variety. Baldwin in name only, but he he is like, you know, he is, um he was Cobb in firefly that beloved nerd property whose name will never be tarnished um and he's just like he's he's like an action guy um and he does an all right job here is like breakdown is sort of like an alpha goon he's big he's kind of dumb but he's really good at punching he is i i think he is smarter than a lot of characters in his sort of archetype tend to be he is not just um he's not brainless he's not maybe as clever and certainly not as manipulative as many other characters in the show particularly the decepticons but he's not actually stupid um that's the power of gay love now i want to point out something very you know we've made a lot of comments already about knockout and breakdowns relationship obviously nothing is made explicitly clear in transformers prime which was, you know, targeting children in and uh, tweens in 2010. But uh, following their appearance in Prime, Knockout and Breakdown appear in the um, IDW comics, IDW1 comics, where they are explicitly married. Uh, so that was all born from this. Like their IDW, yes. ca- their IDW1 counterparts are exactly who they are in Prime. So. Yep. And he shows up, he trades some some banter with Bulkhead, they have a history, they're like rivals or whatever, and he kicks Bulkhead's ass, like, just wipes the floor with him, including throwing him, through the, including throwing him through that fresco with the weird orb on it. Um, and shortly after doing that, he leaves, and Bulkhead's like, well, shit, I, we needed that to get some clues and miko's like don't worry i got a picture of it we can ponder or or back at the base and optimus ponders the orb and says yep that's an energon harvester all right we need to get that (laughs) i forget so they like develop a plan and like ratchet is running support on some of it 
I forget what the context is, but he's so so they they find it. I think he's like locating where this thing is yeah, based on so, the description. Yeah. So what it is is they they basically like Google this fresco. They find us. They find a statue uh, depicting the same thing, complete with the orb. It is in a museum somewhere. So they call. Agent well, before Bauer. that, before that, I, I just want to, he has, so Ratchet has this great line as they're Googling stuff, which is, um, I hate talking to machines. Yes, because he's calling, he's trying to call Fowler because he, they're like, oh. well, obviously we can just call Fowler and have him take out Oh, the that's museum. right. That's right. That's what it is. Yeah. It's and the voicemail. Fowler is on a intensive training retreat, quote unquote. Uh, so he is unavailable. Um, and there's a whole thing where Optimus explains like. Uh, the ancients often left artifacts behind on worlds that they seeded energon with. So they and they would use the the uh, the the artwork of the time to to leave clues for future Cybertronians, and that's why that fresco depicts the orb in it. Basically, basic Transformers ancient alien stuff. Uh, the 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 Covenant of Primus, which was the lore book to go along with the aligned continuity expanded this to being like the the 13 original primes were literally on earth and the greek gods were their hollow matter avatars so like each of the olympians corresponded to a different uh prime uh it's normal it's very normal so they decide well fowler is unavailable we gotta hi- We gotta do a heist. We gotta use the children to steal an artifact. Yeah, right. Y- yeah. So Miko's like, we can go, and and uh, Jack's like, mm, maybe we can't actually. And Optimus is like, no, we're too big. You guys have to go. <laughs> yeah, for, yeah. It's really funny. He's like, no, you we you do have to do a crime. Um, yeah. Regrettably, unfortunately, at the same time, Soundwave was also googling the statue. Uh, so the Decepticons also know where it is. It's really funny. We just cut up to the Nemesis with with Soundwave displaying a picture of the statue on his face. Breakdown's like, "Yep, that's the one. That's it right there. That's the that's the guy I saw on that picture. That's the orb that cursed my dick." So it's time for a heist. It's the middle of the night. The Autobots are setting up a perimeter around this museum. You got. Bulkhead, RC, Bumblebee, and Optimus on at each entrance. Uh, we got Ratchet back at the base, and the plan is they're going to ground bridge the kids directly into the museum on one of those like lift trucks to just grab the orb and get out, and then we replace it with like a, a fake orb, um, which would be going faster if Bulkhead had not smashed the red. Yeah, this tools is again. this is where we head into the Indiana Jones portion of the evening. Yes, and everyone seems to, everything seems to be going fine. Um, we got the the kids are in there. Miko sets up the like. She takes a picture of the statue on her cell phone and slips the cell phone over the uh, the security camera. That classic thing that definitely doesn't. I don't think it works. Um, and you know they're about they're they're in there. They're gonna get the orb, and then a cool car pulls up right next to Optimus. And flirts with him. And flirts yes. with him. Cannot, cannot overemphasize the fact that Knockout sees Optimus and his first instinct is be basically go, what's cooking good looking? So, he, yeah, he says, he, he gives him a whistle. He goes, heavy duty, nice rims. So we immediately know Knockout's type is trucks because Breakdown is a big truck too. I think his type is big. His type is big. So, uh, but you know, we we can't stay here flirting forever. We got to do some fighting. Um, and he like so knockout's weapon of choice is a shock staff that he he jams into Optimus's neck here to knock him out with, giving breakdown a a clear runway to to run right into the museum i love that they gave the mo- gave the most gay coded character in the show a rod as yep. his weapon oh it's so good yeah he knocks optimus out my god yeah no knockout does not fuck around um he, he is a very competent fighter all things considered and so his breakdown luckily uh you know all the other autobots start swarming in and, and try to hold them off 
So they, uh, you know, the kids have the orb. They're getting ready to to extract as the as the Autobots and Decepticons are rumbling out in the parking lot. But then, uh, so I think someone smashes a window or something, I and all of remember. the alarms, yeah. all of the alarms start going off. Uh, so we we shit's going bad. Oh, I, I think it's I remember what it is. I believe I think it's. It's Optimus like anti airs knockout, like he gives him a, a good whap out of the air, and he just goes flying into the window or something. Yes, yeah. So we uh, we get we gotta get out of here quick, and I love this. So so the the kids are are, are trying to trying to extract. They see a they see a a metal door, sort of uh, one of the one of the the like a garage door kind of propped open, and Jack sees some some shapely blue legs, and he thinks, Ah, RC. She's over there. And so he brings the orb up to the door. Then who opens the door? Soundwave. <laughs> it's Soundwave. Those weren't those RC's legs at all. So he, he just takes the orb and leaves. <laughs> he just leaves. Like. <laughs> if it sucks, hit the bricks. Yeah. The Soundwave's fucking smart. He's like, I'm not going to fuck around with any. I'm not going to like menace the humans or take any pot shots. I have the thing I want. I'm going to leave. And he does. And then also Miko then gets arrested because she was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. There the uh, the security guard who was like manning the the cameras comes out. All of the Autobots and Decepticons have left. And it's just Miko alone in the hallway. And so she gets taken into museum security custody. Yeah, Bulkhead, as they all sort of, like, uh, recover, Bulkhead's like, we gotta go after her. And Optimus thinks about it for for a minute, and he's like, no, we don't, actually. Yeah, really uh, Miko's Cause, fine. Because Bulkhead's like, we gotta free her, and he's like, Bulkhead, calm down. She's just in, like, rent-a-cop jail. Yeah. Uh, he's like, she <laughs> might be in the safest possible place for Miko Nakamura right now. They're gonna give her a bottled water. <laughs> like, chill bulkhead it's fine <laughs> and we kind of see miko getting interrogated by this guy who's like why were you here so like her story is that like oh well i was i was here after closing i was studying for a project and i got locked in you gotta believe me and so he goes yeah why don't you tell me all about your project she's like double fuck <laughs> yeah so we, we 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 leave that for a while um and optimus is like okay so Obviously, we need to get the Energon Harvester back, but I want everyone to be warned. Because here's the thing about the Energon Harvester. It was created to, you know, extract hard-to-reach Energon deposits. However... It does extract Energon, as the name suggests. If you point it at a living Cybertronian, as Starscream will so helpfully demonstrate on a on a poor Viacon over here uh, very shortly, it will kill you. <laughs> It will suck all of your soul right out. It will remove the blood from your body. It uh, drinks your milkshake. It drinks it up. Yes. And and this is where Ratchet is trying to work on getting a replica uh, to put back in the museum. Um, but Bulkhead smashed his tools and he needed that. You know, we know the deal by now. So we uh and where else would i i love this because they're 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 thinking about what where starscream could have gone with his new toy and bulkhead realizes i know starscream he hates doing things that are difficult so he would probably just go to the last place we detected the big energon vein which are those greek ruins i'm gonna head out there real quick yeah and, he, he is right. He has the correct read on Starscream. Yeah. Um, so Bulkhead attempts to sneak in. However, Bulkhead's stealth stat is at negative two. Yeah, he's a, he's a big boy. Um, and of course, Knockout and Breakdown are also there. And immediately Starscream's like, all right, get, a, get his ass. He uh he 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 beats them pretty handily though. Bulkhead does manage to like deal with with the 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 the, the ambiguously gay duo here. Um, <laughs> then Starscream opens up the orb though and and starts giving Bulkhead's blood the suck here. However, 
He's a big boy. There's He's a lot of, a lot of <laughs> me lot padding of blood in there. Me padding the the top of this car. <laughs> this bad boy can hold so much blood. <laughs> he is having a hard time getting all the blood out of Bulkhead's body, and so Bulkhead manages to get up and and stagger forward. He uh, grabs the Energon Harvester, crushes it, gives Starscream a like a just a big old punch to the face, and tosses the uh, harvester up in the air so it can explode safely he has a great really raw line as he does all this so he starts walking towards starscape and starscape's like wait what the fuck are you doing and as he grabs the harvester he goes what i do best wrecking stuff that's right because earlier he's talking to miko and he's like look miko you know i was a construction worker before i was a wrecker i'm only good at building stuff or breaking stuff. I'm not like a thinker. I'm not like any of that. But you, you have a brighter future ahead of you. But it turns out he's really good at breaking stuff. And uh, guess what? Starstream puts in another tactical retreat. <laughs> as it, it's his signature move. It shit sucks at the bricks. Um, and we, this is when we cut back to the museum. Where Miko has, has just finished... Get basically giving her report to this random security guard, and she is talking about the the Deus Ex Machina in the classical Greek uh, context, the actual like prop stuff they would use, and the, and the 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 literary device of of the Deus Ex Machina in classical Greek plays. And this guy goes, "Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you still stole the orb." But then. Fowler comes in and is like, actually, uh, we found the orb. It's right there. She's coming with me. Have a good day. And I will, and the FBI will kill you if you speak of this to anyone. <laughs> Here is $100,000. Never say anything to anyone ever again. Oh, you think yeah. he gave money? I don't think so. I think he just gave threats. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, that's Deus Ex Machina. And uh, you know it's it's a it's a it's a normal like gotta find the this powerful relic plot, but knockout and breakdown are here, and don't you worry, they continue to be here next episode, which is speed metal. God, not a good title, I must say. Yeah, um, we're back in the Fast and Furious universe again. Yes, yeah, so in particular, we we are we are right in Fast and Furious one here. Yeah. Uh, this very is squirrely. last last episode was the plot of Assassin's Creed. This is just Fast and the Fast and the Furious. Ah, oh, jeez, RC, I got involved in the race wars. <laughs> so oh, we God. start the episode. Uh, this is where, so knockout. We learn he has a hobby, and it is doing human street racing. <laughs> this is okay. I can't remember like the actual context of it but like so yeah he's doing street racing with these with these guys i can't remember what they actually say but it's all this stuff that's like the uh, car equivalent of calling someone a pretty boy as an yes. insult yeah this guy and goes a like, european make it's real pretty yeah and it's like this man is gay you're just complimenting him yeah now you're like, gay you're a gay clanker now <laughs> you want to fuck that car uh, but no, this big burly man who I believe is voiced by Kevin Michael Richardson. He's literally even in like Vin Diesel's car from the Fast and Furious one. He's in the big charger, basically, with the huge engine. Um, but he he reaches over to he, he keys knockout with the big skull ring on his finger. Oh, this is important. Okay, one thing that we mi- no is that the end of last episode or this episode where Starscream scratches his paint? This is that's this episode. Okay, never mind. Because he gets he gets fed up with uh, yeah. knockouts fucking. Behavior. That's right. That's right. So yeah, this guy keys knockout and knockouts like, oh, that's it. You're fucking dead. You're fucking dead, kiddo. And he runs this could've guy off the road in the race. Yeah, you could have just call- kept calling me pretty, but no. Uh, he d- 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 don't worry. We we see him much like. Most of the mech soldiers from Convoy, except for the ones that uh, had an encounter with RC, um, he is, like, alive after rolling his card on a cliff somehow. Except, yeah, except not really. He's dead. Um, and totally dead. the... the um, if it was uh, RC, the line, guys would be dead. He yeah, would be dead. The line that Knockout gives here is ridiculous. Because he says, you scratch my paint, I'll scratch yours. 
And it's like, humans don't have paint, my dude. He doesn't know that. Oh, I think he does. Uh, I think he is aware of that, actually. I think that's why he tried to kill a man. Yeah, like, this is the equivalent of, like, if someone, like, nicked you on the arm and you, like, beat their, their face in with a crowbar. All I can think about is that super broken Tickle Me Elmo just going, skin, again. Skin. Skin. So, uh, we get our we get the intro and we cut to Jack and RC. They're leaving school, and like uh, we we got some some. He's talking to is he talking to Vince or he's talking to Sierra? Who is he talking to? I think he's talking to Vince. I think he's talking. I think so. I think Vin- so. Vince approaches him. So we get this new character, Vince. Uh, I think we heard him in the first episode because he like. Was shitty to Jack at the drive-thru. Yes, this is probably the guy who was shitty to Jack at the drive-thru. We get to see his face now. Um, This 16-year-old also does street racing. And he pulls up. He sees uh, Jack with RC and he pulls up and he's like, nice bike you have there. Uh, Does it, uh, do you do Segway tours on it or whatever? Like, basically just like shitting over... RC and Sierra and her friend again, whose name I can't remember. I don't think she's ever actually named. Um, she's the blonde one. Yeah, are are over here, and they all start talking about RC basically and how how decent RC is as a as a vehicle. Yeah, because then what happens is like so. First, we get Vince, who's like, "Oh, she bike," and Jack's like, uh, "Actually, this bike's fucking cool and fast." And, like, can kick your ass anytime. And uh, we we get uh, R.C. going, like, she says, a lady's, vi- a lady's vital stats are her own business. Right? Yeah, he gave her Graverve measurements out. Yes. He said she was 36, 26, 42. Like, come on. Don't share my RPMs with anyone else, Jack. It's very uncouth. This is when Sierra pops up, because, you know... Uh, back in episode one or two, Jack was like, oh, I'll give you a ride sometime. And she's like, hey, still offering that ride? And Jack's like, yeah. And RC says no and drives away. <laughs> she's like, I'm not your wingman, Jack. I'm not going to give free rides to whatever girl you're crushing on. I'm sorry. I've got business to attend to. Yeah. And that business is driving back to base. This is when Vince pops back up in his fucking cool flaming muscle car. God, he's so cool. He's like if Ron Stoppable was a Chad. That's what he looks like. Woman want um, him, fish fear him. And he's like, hey, you want to race, Jack? If you bike so fucking fast, I bet you could beat me. And Jack is considering it, but RC once again pulls away like, no, we're not, we're not, we're not fucking with that. That's stupid. However, RC is not immune to propaganda. No, because like she, she's talking to Jack like, hey, listen, like... You're not supposed to. Optimus talked to you about this. You're not supposed to use your connection with the Autobots for like personal gain. You're not supposed to use our power to flex on other people. That's dumb as shit. And then Vince, like, your bike's fucking ugly. He's like, actually, I want to kill him. <laughs> Never mind. Let's bend the rules just this once, Jack. I'm gonna smoke his ass. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I especially, I especially love the way that this is. Um, the dialogue is set up here because I don't know if it was on purpose, but I kind of hope it was. Um, because as they, like, as, like, R.C. peels around, what Jack says is, well, what about the rules? And R.C. responds, and it, 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 oh, I can't remember this exact way, but basically how she responds is get bent. Um. It was like, we can, they can, they'll, they'll right. get bent. Which is like, once. right, that's what that, that, what that she meant. But it's also just her saying get bent. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and, and the reason, like, because uh, Sierra and her friend are there, and, you know, Vince is obviously this, this fucking gay lord with his stupid little bike. I got a cool car. So, yeah, Jack accepts the challenge, and they're going to they're gonna race on a dirt road out by Trucker's Ranch. And when they get there, R.C. has an amazing line. Oh, my she God. Doesn't, this she was... doesn't start out at full at full speed. Jack's like, hey, what are you doing? We want to rent win, right? And she goes, winning isn't enough, Jack. You, you want to make, make him cry. cry. 
She's cause she's a fucking sicko, and it's great. She's like, I will ruin this man's life. This is the RC that blew to, blowed up those fucking mech guys a couple episodes ago. This is the RC that blowed up her relationship with a mean lesbian. <laughs> yep. So we kind of after after ruining after absolutely smoking Vince in this fucking race, we cut up to the nemesis where. <laughs> Breakdown is just buffing, just has a floor buffer and is running it across uh, Megatron's half-dead, you know, corpse. He's helping. He's helping, and, 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 you know, Sergeant's like, well, it's such a shame that we won't be able to do much for his health, but at least it'll look real nice for the funeral. Um, then Knockout walks in, and Sergeant's like, are you fucking... You fucking piece of shit. Are you racing again? Were you out doing that dumb fucking car shit again? And Knockout says, I'm not only an automobile. I'm an automobile enthusiast. enthusiast. Yes, we know. We heard how you talked to Optimus in the last episode. Um, so yeah, Knockout has a little hobby that he keeps sneaking off duty to do. And he's like complaining about how this fucking guy some some skin job scratched my paint he calls humans skin jobs yeah new slur just dropped new fucking slur we got you know the 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 predator handshake we got the the droid from uh knights of the old republic meat bags and he got skin jobs so i love this skin jobs sound worse (laughs) skin jobs sounds way worse maybe it's because it's the combination of skin and job that makes me think of skin tag but uh, it's like it's not great. Yeah, there's something like annoying that you just want to pick off. Yes. Oh. So, but he's complaining about this this thing, and 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 Starship's like, okay, well, uh, if you don't race, maybe you won't get your paint scratched. Hint, hint. Stop racing. Get to work. And it's breakdown goes to start buffing Megatron again, and, and Naka just holds up his arm and goes, buff this. I love the like. I don't know if I ever mentioned this, but I was, like, a linguistics minor in college. So, like, the entire language um, that has been created in, like, the Transformers fandom across, like, actual canon and fanon um, is, like, s- deeply, deeply fascinating to me. The I, I love yeah. the linguistic landscape, specifically of Prime, which I think has one of the more interesting ones. Yeah. It's like Prime and G1. Of... G1 has a lot of interesting phrases. You know, you hear a lot about fucking beryllium baloney and whatever the fuck else. Boy, howdy. There's a lot of that G1. I feel like Prime is a little bit more realistic slang. Um, because it's a lot of curse words as well. Yeah. Uh, but that's just how people talked in the 80s. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> they all sounded like Ironhide. Um, so you, you cut down to the auto base and RC's like, okay. Jack, that was fun, but it was only once, and most importantly, we cannot tell Dad. I mean, I, we, I mean Prime. We can't tell Prime. He is their dad. Um, but of course, as soon as they get in, all of the Raph and Mika were like, "Hey, hey, hey! I heard you did a cool race, and you did you kicked that shithead Vince's ass." And Jack's like, "Okay, well, wait, where did you hear that?" And Mika's like, "Uh, it's all over school. Everyone's talking about it. It's all anyone's." talking about it all uh, whoops failed step one yeah so but he's like all right well it's fine i'm not gonna race again next day at school vince shows up and is like hey asshole hey darby uh that uh other race didn't count you want to be a real cool guy meet me at the circuit tonight we're doing some illegal street racing and rc is like we're not doing that. Uh, then Sierra's like, I think it'd be pretty cool if you did that, Jack. And Jack's like, you're right. I, I accept your challenge, Vince. And Arcee's like, well, no, you didn't. I'm not doing it. I said only once. <laughs> the best part about this. So, yeah. So they go back to base and Jack is trying to convince the entire time. He's like, but RC, I'll be so hot. She's <laughs> like, I don't care. RC's like, that sounds like a you problem. Yeah. <laughs> and they, you know, they're arguing the whole time. And eventually, once they're back at the base, Jack's like, all right, I understand. You hate me and you don't want me to ever have a romantic relationship. I get it. 
Uh, and Arcee's like, okay. <laughs> and, Whatever. <laughs> um, and so he, like, goes over to Raph and he's like, hey, Raph. And Raph's like, hi, Jack. <laughs> and Jack's like, so what do you say you let me borrow Bumblebee for a moment? And Raph's like, didn't we acknowledge already that street racing is against the rules? <laughs> Um, because Raph is, again, far and away the smartest of the group. He knows what's up. Uh, yes. and, and it's literally, like, that moment from, um, over to Garden Wall where it's like, we didn't, <laughs> I'm not street racing Bumblebee. He's a talking car. He can make his own decisions. And it's like, Bumblebee, what do you want to do? I want a street race. Yep. So Bumblebee says yes. As interpreted through Raph. And this is very funny because, of course, Raph understands Bumblebee perfectly. Jack, no idea what he's saying. Not a clue. Which becomes problematic later on. Um, So they're at the the circuit and he pulls up next to Vince like, oh yeah, uh, my bike's in the shop. So I got got my cool car instead. This is so funny. And like, Vince doesn't bat an eye at this, but the idea that this kid who works at like the Shake Shack... Um, has not only a, like, incredibly sweet motorcycle, but also this, like, unreal muscle car. Yeah, and like, that's just, like, accepted. It's like, yeah, that makes sense. It's like, how does that make sense to any... Like, why don't any of you question this? Vince is just very stupid. I think I think Vince just doesn't question things when it comes to cars. Um... Like, yeah, it's really funny that everyone's like, oh, yeah, this this is, he has a, he has a really, he has a super bike and a muscle car. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Uh, but, of course, there's a special surprise guest for this race. Knockout is here. And he immediately recognizes Bumblebee, and Bumblebee immediately recognizes him. And so they, 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 they like. And there's a skin job. There's a skin job in the middle of them. Yep. And Vince doesn't know what's going on at all. Um, so, alright. We gotta talk about Knockout's fucking Mario Kart tricks here. Actually, both of them. Alright, so... Knockout has guns that come out to shoot Bumblebee. That's fine. That's normal. Bumblebee deploys an oil slick. Yeah. We're, f- we're in fucking wacky races now. So, like... What? What uh, what bodily fluid do you think oil slick is analogous? Okay, well we from all right. So from the the Bay movies, we know that that lubricant is piss. Do we ever learn what oil is? Yeah, I, I, if, in fanning, coolant are tears. Coolant is te- tears. Trans fluid is cum. Is is it just diarrhea? Is, <laughs> is it just diarrhea? <laughs> Is Bumblebee taking a massive wet shit on the road? (laughs) (laughs) Listeners, I hope you're I hope you're enjoying this top quality uh uh, content from Nero. If that's the case, knockout should be freaking out way more. (laughs) You should be like, oh Yeah, this is gross as hell. (laughs) Bro, what the fuck? Oh no, that's the only thing it could be. Just a big wet shit. <laughs> oh, Folks, we've so... been in Prime Cuts. You can follow us on Twitter. <laughs> Somehow we still have episodes left after so Bumblebee takes a big wet shit on the road and, and spins knockout out. Um He hides under a bridge to uh to like you know, escape from he he st- he he does the fucking watchdogs thing where you where you lay low in the car and pretend like you're not in it, uh, and it works. Knockout leaves, but then Vince rolls up and starts hooting and hollering at Jack about like, oh, you fucking cheated. You didn't actually want to race me. You you, you fucking ran off the road with that other guy. You better race me right here and now. And Jack's like, can you pl- can you please stop talking? Can you please go away? Please. I'm on my knees begging you to stop. And then Knockout comes back hearing, oh, there's some there's some guy talking to the robot. Presumably this is Bumblebee's human friend. Yoink. So he kidnaps him, 
he knocks him out with like a zap to the eyeballs. I don't so know why he it's has little, this. So it's his little. He has a little like mini taser for ants. Yeah. So. Or humans, as which are the equivalent of ants for Transformers. Now we have to ask. So Knockout specifically has things in his driver's seat to restrain and knock out humans. He is an anatomy specialist. Is he dissecting people? <laughs> uh, no, the restraints are unfortunately just part of his BDSM stuff. Okay, he had them installed. Yeah, all right, all right. It just it just happens to be be a useful handy here. I also imagine that's what the taser is for. Yeah, listen. Makes sense. I mean, he he has the electric rod. Listen, he does have the electric rod? Breakdown is heavily armored. That's true. He can take a lot of punishment. He can take a lot of punishment. So. <sighs> Like, Bumblebee beeps and boops at Jack is like, uh, um, I don't know what that means, but I hope it doesn't mean you're about to call home, because I don't want to get in trouble with that, I mean Optimus. And this is where the funniest thing in the episode happens, so, so Miko and Raph are gaming, and uh, Optimus walks up and is like, hey, have I seen uh, Bumblebee? What's going on? Where's Jack? And they're like, uh... And Optimus, uh, it, it, in his very Optimus way, looks specifically at Raph, knowing that Miko is not responsible enough uh, yep. to give an honor, and looks right at Raph, and he goes, <laughs> Raphael, would you happen to know where Jack is? And Miko's like, I swear to God, Raph, don't you dare narc. Yeah. Well, actually, it's even funnier because they, they actually, Bumblebee does call back to base, and he calls RC and Bulkhead. To go help them out, and so that—that's when when Otto talks, he's like, "Hey, where is everybody? Where's, where's my entire army?" <laughs> yeah, um, and it's really funny because once they get there, Jack explains what happened, and he's like, "All right, so Knockout took Vince. He probably mistook him for Bumblebee's human friend." And Bulkhead's like, "What a shame!" Yeah, again, just like just like he was with like Fowler uh, in, in the first episodes. He's like, "Yeah." Oh well. <laughs> and Jack's like, bro, what? Yeah, <laughs> and Bulkhead's like, well, Bulkhead's like, like a jerk. Yeah, Bulkhead's like, yeah. what do you mean, bro? Why? He, he, you, you're the one who said he's an asshole. <laughs> and Jack's like, yeah, but I don't think that means he gets to be tortured. I don't think that means he should be torched to death by Decepticons. And Bulkhead's like, oh, fine, whatever. <laughs> Miko wouldn't want me to rescue this guy. <laughs> oh yeah. my god. And RC is mostly just in I told you so much. He's like, yeah, you fucking, I told you this would fucking happen. One time only. What part of one time only didn't you get? Yes, this is when, this is when Optimus walks out and Raph tries a very bad lie. I don't even remember what he lies about. But uh, our Optimus just like arches a single eyebrow and goes, hmm. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember what, uh, what Raph says either. So... Knockout has led the bots to an abandoned parking lot and, you know, springs the ambush there. Uh, Breakdown is, of course, you know he's there. Oh, yeah. Wherever Knockout is, it's almost certain the Breakdown is also there. They were literally making out while they, while they waited. <laughs> oh, shit, they're coming. Uh, so so Bulkhead, and, uh, Bulkhead and B fight Breakdown for a little bit uh, while RC pursues Knockout. And it looks like he's just going a little too fast for he's he's still got well, Vince. I just want to say so as uh as RC takes off after knockout, um Jack watches them go and he has a very sweet line and goes, "That's my girl." <laughs> knockout calls her a two wheeler. Another new slur just dropped. Wow, this like hierarchy of slurs, like man. I'm pretty sure Hotshot also called Sideways a two wheeler in Armada. <laughs> Or no, it was the other way around. Sideways called Hotshot a four-wheeler. I was about to say, Sideways S- Sideways deserves to have a hate, uh, a hate crime done to him. So, I wouldn't even have complained about it, but... Um. I know every slur, Hotshot. Unicron told me all of it. <laughs> so, but it looks like, it looks like uh, Knockout's about to lose her. He's just too fast. But then, what's that honk honk? It's Optimus. He's pulling up alongside. 
It's fuck. It's so funny. Like he just he runs Mike. He yeah. yeah. He runs knockout off the fucking. He literally. Road. It's it's one and done. He just like pulls up and then knocks into knockout and knockout is gone. He is hanging over the edge of a cliff and RC's like, "Hey, watch out, Optimus! There's a guy in there." And he's like, "All right, noted." Wait, wait, wait! He Before just... he does that, like knockout, knockout is obviously stunned because he's not like transforming out of it or moving at all. No, yeah, he 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 got fucking smashed. Yeah. So yeah, Optimus goes over and RC warns him about this guy. He's like, "Noted," and then rips Knockout's arm off. Yeah, he just fucking tears his door off, and Knockout's like, "Ah, no!" Do you know how hard that is to replace? And he just reaches in, grabs yeah. Vince, and just tosses Knockout to the side like a fucking broken Hot Wheel. This is actually the point where uh, Knockout transforms, and it's not his full arm, but his arms have his the doors on them, so you can see that. Yeah. And he's like holding it, and that's the point where he looks at Optimus. And he's like, "Do you have any idea how hard it is to replace that?" <laughs> But he realizes he's outnumbered. Shit sucks. Hit the bricks. He didn't break down leave. Oh, actually, that reminds me of, sorry, there is a, a line in the last episode at around the same point where uh, at, towards the end, after Starscream hits the bricks that I forgot to mention, which is um, Breakdown and Knockout share a look and Breakdown goes, fight, and Knockout goes, mm, drive. Yep. And they drive away, and they do the much the same here. Uh, Jack returns Vince to his car, and is like, "Oh man, uh, you got you got jumped under that bridge by some guys. It was crazy. Uh, brought you back here." Um, and oh, it seems at first like, "Oh, maybe they're having a bro moment. Well, maybe I, Vince might soften his ways." Is this before or after they return to Optimus? This is. I think this is after. after. Yeah. So I just want to say one thing really quickly before he, he sort of res- restores Vince to his car is uh, Jack looks at Optimus and goes, Optimus, I'm so sorry. This was all my fault. And uh, and Optimus just looks at me, goes, you and everyone else can explain back at the base. And it's like a very Richard Dawkins shirt. We are all disappoint dad moment. Yeah. He is really Maximum Dad in this episode. Uh, But Vince obviously has learned nothing. He's still an asshole. Um, So that's that. We cut up to the Nemesis, where Knockout is complaining once again. And Sirkin's like, you know what? (laughs) I am fucking tired of you running off and doing your dumb racing bullshit. So you know what? You think that that damage Prime did to you is bad? You think that little that little nick there that's bad? Well, come here. I'm gonna I'm gonna mess your paint up real fucking good. And we just like zoom in on Breakdown's face as we just hear Starstream like raking his claws his, across. His, knockout the best part. Skin. Oh, you, the wor- the you, you missed the best part of it, which is as he goes in and, and like Knockout's back away. He's like, no, no, please, not the finish, not the finish. Uh. Uh, Starscream says, I assure you, the damage will only be cosmetic. Cosmetic. (laughs) And then we zoom in on Breakdown going like, making like, ooh, ah, ooh, faces. (laughs) As we just hear Knockout screaming. So that's how, that's how Knockout's day is going. Cut back to school with, uh, with Jack and RC. And he's he's apologizing to RC or whatever. And Sierra pops back and goes like, hey, Still want that ride? And Jack thinking, oh, well, RC's not going to go for it, whatever. She's like, uh, maybe another time. But then RC's like, well, you know, just this once. Yeah. And that's uh, episode. Neo, not the best Transformers wingman. That probably goes to Bay vs. Bumblebee. If we're, if, we're really, if we're really tallying things up. It's Swerve. That's true. Swerve? Swerve. Okay, Swerve through alcohol or other means got more couples together in any universe than I think anyone else. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. No, you're right. It's Swerve. Yeah. That'll find the guy. What what are, what accent do you imagine Swerve to have? Oh, absolutely like Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. <laughs> Danny DeVito from Danny, Always Sunny. I mean, just in general, Danny DeVito is my voice my my headcanon yeah. voice for Swerve. I also like a thick Cockney accent for sure. I think that's very funny. Cockney? Oh my god, I can't even imagine it. No, it is absolutely like Danny, Danny DeVito. Me swerve. Welcome to Swerve. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. It's Danny DeVito for me. 
Now I want Swerve and Blue Streak to have an adventure involving a rum ham. <laughs> so we've got questions here on Discord. That's right. You can join our Discord on the link underneath the description. Uh, in our bio, there's a link. You can click it and be transported to a world of wonder. And gay robots. And gay robots. So, first off, Slipstream Sam asks, Alright, what's the gayest street race car? I mean, I did answer this in the Discord, and it's not a street race car, but I do want to give a shout out to the Very Gay Raptor. Um, I think it's the Nissan Skyline. Well, just, if anyone hasn't heard of the Very Gay Raptor... um, Let me look this up. it It came out last year. So, for... I think it is Ford that does the Raptor, right? Oh. One second. Sorry. This is- yes, it is Ford. Yeah. It is indeed Ford. Holy shit. Yeah. So Ford came out in 2021 with a new Raptor and they had a comment on their uh, video. And this happened to be in June of 2021. And they had a, a comment on their release commercial or whatever for it. Where it's, it, it was like a, a, a steel gray blue, right? Like that sort of like gunmetal blue gray color. And the comment on the video is like, cool car, but uh, that blue is kind of gay. That Or sorry, that that blue is very gay. And there was like, well, it's Pride Month, so let's make a very, like, you want a very gay raptor? We'll give you a very gay raptor. Um, and what they did was they took a raptor, they painted it gold, they gold glitter, and then they put a rainbow on the side of it, and they, like, marched it in Pride parades. And it's actually a pretty cool, like... On one hand, I'm, like, silence brand, but also, like, this is the funniest response to, like, having your car be called very gay by someone on, by a rando on YouTube. It's got a heart on the, uh, on the back there, on the back bed door that has the pride flag streaming out of it. That is a pretty gay raptor. Um, yeah, so anyway, they, it, like, it, like, drove in pride parades, um, it's not a street racing car, but I do want to give a shout out to the very gay Raptor. Yeah. I'm still sticking with the Nissan Skyline. I don't know cars. <laughs> let me let me text Max real quick. <laughs> See what he says. Yeah, can we can we get his can opinion I, on, on the gayest street racing car? Can I phone a friend? <laughs> yes, please phone a friend. As uh, as uh, as we move on here to the next question while we await the car expert's answer. Cassandra I'm not asks, actually going to do that. If you were to find yourself behind the wheel of a homosexual automobile, who would you prefer it to be? Not Knockout. That guy's got some weird shit in there. Ratchet. Would he be comfortable? He's an ambulance. I mean, if if nothing else, you could lay fully down on a gurney. True. Bulkhead, probably. I'm large. I require large automobiles. Yeah, he's gay. Bulkhead seems pretty comfy. Yeah, I was just trying to think how gay he was. Just remember his interactions with wheels. No, no, that's I am. That's that's why I changed. That's why I was like, yeah, no, he is. They're all gay. Um, and then also she asks, "Pitch me an OC that is a Greek hero who is also a transformer." Bruticus. Oh my god! Like a gladiator team. Uh, his name is, is literally like, Bruticus. His name is fucking Bruticus. I mean, I guess There's that's the, Roman, but. Al- yeah, but it also he has alternate name. There are several incarnations called Bruticus Maximus. Like, but yeah, gladiators are like a Roman thing. They didn't so much do it in the the Greeks. They liked uh, like chariot racing. Big into that, I think. Uh, shit. I mean, I think to me the classic ancient Greek vehicle is like the trireme, right? Oh shit! It's the fucking Argo. It's a catapult. Make the, make the Argo a transformer. It's a catapult. What's the catapult's name? Catapult. Fling Rock. Fling Rock! <laughs> Sounds like one of those things that Fowler came up with in Convoy. <laughs> Skynut, Wingding, Fling Rock. Meteora. Oh, there you go. Uh, I guess this is related. Casey Cosplayer asks, what alt modes are the Transformers used in Grecian times? I already suggested Trireme. And- there's, there's a lot of olive oil presses. <laughs> Man. Oh, yeah, old, old oily over there. He can never quite get the smell out. You know? No, it's good for it. Listen, it's good for the joints. Yeah. Keeps them well lubricated. There is, there is no one more limber or more herbaceous than <laughs> that fellow. Um, 
Hornmeister, Stream asks, which Olympian and or Titan would you style an Autobot or Decepticon after? I need to look up, like, who was what in the, the 13 original Primes. Let's see. I mean, my, uh, my answer is always Athena, because I love Athena. You can make a lot of fucking... And, and she actually lends herself to Transformers very well. Yes. All right. I'm trying to see here. I wish there was just a list of, like, what, what did they do? What what are their, like, fucking god sonas? I mean, presumably... Oh, yeah. Obviously, Prima is Zeus. Right. I bet Vector Prime. Who is Vector Prime? Vector Prime. But it's Hephaestus, right? Uh, that would make sense. Where is he? Where, where's the... I don't know. Oh, that's... He was also fucking Doctor Who. Uh fucking ask vector prime there's a lot of there's a lot of funny business that goes on in there but yeah i'm pretty sure he's he's either him or solus who's a face this oh it might be solus who's a face this i'll try on no it, it's so it must be solus who's a face this because he has the forge so i'll have a try on is weird because i'll have a try on minor spoilers he's still around in prime so i don't think he ever he never died he he never died he just rolled turned into a ball and rolled away yeah, I want to see what I want to see. Solus. Solus is either Athena or Hephaestus. He's got to be Hephaestus. He has the forge. Yeah. Well, actually, if you'll remember correctly, Solus Prime, she's a lady. Sorry, she. Yeah. And she is indeed Hephaestus. Yeah. Whatever. There. Yeah. There's a bunch of them. Let me see the fallen. I bet I know who he is. Thinking he's Hades. Oh, me Hades. I can't tell. Probably Hades. Anyway, yeah. Olive oil presses. Oh wait, no. This was a. Uh, Guys, you would model Greek God, uh, Guys, you would model after Greek gods or Titans. Uh, I don't think there are enough Transformers who have scythes, so I'm going to say Cronus. Okay, and I think of like the main Olympians. The one that gets overlooked the most is Hestia. So yes. I would, I would love to see someone modeled after Hestia, um, which I guess like the Flame Keepers kind of are. They aren't really like a Hestia is more like the hearth and the the homestead sort of thing. The flame keepers are just fire themed. Yeah. Uh, and finally, here, Casey Cosmotector asks, "Did both of these and both of us ever fight together?" These nuts. They were. They were. They were. War, they were paired warriors from different worlds. They are actually the, the uh, names of a pair of truck nuts. <laughs> they're they're the first combiners. Yeah, and they combine into truck nuts. Well, we've been prime cuts. So <laughs> on that um, note, on that note, we've been prime cuts. Truck nuts, bumblebee taking wet dumps. We got it all here at Prime Cuts. You can find prime us on Twitter nuts. At prime cuts pod. Uh, uh, Twitter at prime cuts pod, not prime nuts pod. I don't know where that one's going to take you. You should stay away from that. Um, yeah, I already mentioned join our Discord in the link in our bio and we'll do fun stuff we'll try to get a jackbox night going again we will be streaming the first bay movie after we're done with this uh with this uh season here if you want to see bumblebee do more bodily fluids um that's in there i personally really great advertisements on- here it's great at- you want to see bumblebee piss on john Turturro? that's coming up in a few weeks a couple months start the countdown i'd rather not but thank you uh me personally you can find me on twitter at dragon smoocher you can find various other projects i do in various other places such as radio free heidland the comprehensive uh companion podcast to final fantasy 14 online back after a brief hiatus uh you can find that at heidland radio on twitter i'm also on disney minus you know digging through the muck of disney plus fittingly enough next movie hercules speaking of ancient greece um that's at disney minus pod and you can also find my past uh my past podcasts over at podcast of power it's a she podcast it's a fun time good show good podcast cool i'm audrey you can find me on tumblr and twitter at optimum on prime which is my funny robot internet joke you can also listen to the other podcast i do called pod of greed which is about Yu-Gi-Oh. um and we are finishing season three of GX like next month. And then we're going to go on hiatus for August. Um, but we'll get there where we get there. Um, 
And yeah, it was great. We just had a tournament um, our, uh, to celebrate Yugi Yamato's birthday. Uh, Discord friend Slipstream Sam uh, was in the finals of that um, and did uh, a great job. Finals or semifinals? Maybe no, only semi. It was it was the semifinals, but still did a great job in that tournament. Um, and uh, was uh, um, it was a really fun time. Definitely like the best tournament we put on so far. So our VODs are are up now, and you should uh take a look at that if you have any interest in that. Um, you can listen to that and this podcast on Noise Space, which you can find at noisepace.xyz. Uh, you can also find a lot of other really really cool stuff there. Uh, something for everyone. Uh, if you like robots, Wild Cool Robot is probably <laughs> up your alley. Uh, there's Komarocha Radio. There's so- Sonic Shuffle. Uh, lots of stuff there. Uh, so give it a listen. And I think that's basically it. So until next time, I'm going to turn the homoerotic subtext between me and my assistant into text. Transform and roll out. I'm going to open all of my oil release valves and just take a Bail dump on the road to uh, I really wish you disrupt wouldn't. my enemies and, and just generally d- disturb my allies and transform and roll out. Peach. Peach. Peach.